Hey, Lee. Welcome back to today's podcast episode. Today, I have a major question for you. I want you to write it down because I truly believe that if you write it down and you see it, it'll help you truly think it through better, okay? So here's the question. Are you in a waiting season or are you currently in your pullback season? Okay, again, are you in your waiting season or are you currently in your pullback season? Now, if you don't know the difference between the two, I have two episodes dedicated to the pullback season. To give you a brief synopsis of it, the pullback season is the season where you are being pulled back, okay, into old scenarios that you need to close up. Maybe you need to communicate better. Maybe you need to fix what was wrong. Maybe you need to seek out help. But in that season, you are going back and you are being pulled back to fix the things that you left undone. That is the period before the waiting, okay? If you're in your waiting season, you have already been pulled back. You've already gone back. You realize what was wrong. You fixed those things. And now that those things have all been fixed and completed, you are now in a season of waiting. And you are waiting for things to begin to catch up. Okay? Now, here's the thing. The waiting season may feel like laziness to you. And the reason I'm telling you this is because, especially in the service industry, you cannot approach it with the same mentality that other industries do. All right? Other industries harp on hustle, work, movement, etc., And so when those clients come to you, they're looking to rest, relax, and restore. And your work is an active form of rest. But if you don't know how to actively rest, you could be sabotaging that season of opportunity. You could be blessed with an overflow of clients. Maybe someone referred you or tagged you and you have an overflow of clients. But when you haven't fully taken full inventory of your waiting season, you will move into your season of abundance and growth, burnout, stressed, completely not self-aware, and you could end up sabotaging that season, okay? Ask me how I know. I'm telling you from experience. All right. So here's the thing. In your waiting season, it will feel like laziness and it will feel like laziness because you're so used to doing all the things. You're so used to moving so fast and not paying attention. And you could end up in this very dangerous mentality of DIY. All right, the do-it-yourself. And the do-it-yourself idea is extremely dangerous. We were not meant as a people to do everything ourselves. We all came to this world with unique gifts that we hone and that we nurture and that we present to other people. And those people then allow us to do it for them. But if you 
don't fully leverage your waiting season and learning how to cultivate allowing others to do for you, you will find yourself being thrown back into the pullback season. I hope I'm not losing you here. So I'm going to take a pause and I'm going to introduce myself. So if you're new here, my name is Nina. I am a private facialist. I currently work in two different states and I also have an academy. The academy is the namesake of this podcast. So it's Elite Esthetician Academy. And the academy is designed to help the beauty professionals, specifically estheticians, to go from before their license, learning the foundations that they need to succeed, to advancing into what I call VIP, which is where you are licensed, you're starting to work with clientele, and you are building a sustainable career or business that can help you to generate a life of freedom. All right. My goal is for every person that works with me to become a confident professional and a profitable professional. Now, in that, the best way I can explain who I am is for you to listen to the podcast. And that's because I don't want anyone to just copy what I do. All right. I don't want anyone to just look off of face value at what I do and decide they just want to copy it. You know, if I'm a private facialist, because I am a private facialist, that doesn't mean you have to copy and say you're a private facialist. The private sector is different from offering a private service. Servicing private clientele is different from doing a private service. Private clientele are very clear that they want exclusive spaces, they want higher-end finishes, and they want a level of exclusivity that is not available to the public. So it requires a more focused method of marketing, and it also requires as a professional, a level of confidence that no one can give to you. It's something you have to cultivate. And that's what I love to help professionals do. So I highly recommend you listen to the podcast because it will help you understand the evolution over the last few years. And it'll also help you understand how I think. All right. How you think is extremely important because every decision you make should be made off of immense thought and not just copying and pasting what someone else is doing. So welcome to the podcast. And whoever shared this with you, make sure you contact them and say thank you. Because I'm quite sure they thought highly of you to invite you to the podcast. Now here's the thing about those two seasons, all right? A lot of times we feel like we know everything. And this thought of knowing everything actually came from trauma because you had to know and you had to do everything. It was expected that you were going to do everything. And when you grow up around an environment where you can't depend on anyone, that could be your parents, your siblings, people that you knew, you know, before today, right? When it comes to that, When you feel that you can't trust and depend on people, you develop this hyper-independence that becomes this I-can-do-it-myself mentality and that can cripple you because you are not designed to do everything yourself. So the time that could be spent for you honing in on your strengths, knowing yourself immensely, and really doubling down on the things that work best for you, you then take that time 
And now you're trying to take your weaknesses and you're trying to turn yourself into this other person. And that's how you wake up and realize, wow, I lost myself. For me, I became extremely hyperdependent. And even when I asked people to do things for me, if they weren't doing it the way that I thought they should do it, instead of me taking the time to properly communicate and express my boundaries and express what needed to be done and train them on how to do it, I in turn would say, you know what, never mind, I'll do it myself. And that caused so much back and forth because then I was creating more work for myself to where I never hit the type of growth that I could have because every time I got a little growth, I would take myself back to do it myself. Every time I got a step further, celebrating a step higher, I would take myself back down another level because I felt like I had to do it myself instead of taking the time to understand what are my strengths so that I can be working in my zone of genius and let me bring other people who have worked on their strengths so that they can work in their zone of genius so that we can double the efforts and get to where we need to go faster. All right. Your season of waiting will feel like laziness because when you have more time to do the things that you are strong at, the things that you are gifted at and the things that you love, you will realize that things get done faster and you have more time to create, more time to visualize, more time to grow. There was a season where I literally woke up one day and it was after I went to a conference. I went to the conference, had an amazing time, learned so much personal development. I had spent $2,500 just on the ticket because I said I need to be in the most highest ticket tier. I need to be around people who invest in themselves as well. I was around multimillionaires and a billionaire. I was in spaces where they were talking about 100k months, where they were talking about just, you know, seven-figure businesses and all their friends having seven to eight-figure businesses, and I really was just in a season of just wow. Like, this is how people think at that level. And in that moment of being in that environment, it switched my mind because I was like, oh, 50K months. Yeah, that's it. 50K months. I'm here. Yes, 50K months. And it was like, no. What if you're capping yourself at the 50K mark? What if you're design is meant to go higher why would you put a cap on yourself nine times out of ten is because somewhere in there you've been doing things yourself instead of bringing on help that can help you get to your goals all right so after that conference and after really having to go back because when I left that environment and I went into that new space I came back things didn't feel the same That's when I really sat down and I put my morning routine together. And I remember in that conference, they said, you know, the lyrics to songs 
and you know how to please everybody else more than you know yourself. What do you think when you first wake up? How do you feel when you first wake up? What is the what is your favorite thread count of sheep? What is your favorite scent? What is your favorite coffee flavor? What is your best time to work out? What is your best productivity time period? When they started asking those questions, I realized that the higher you go, the more you have to know yourself because you have to know what you're not good at so that you can get somebody in there who is good at it so that you can keep going. You do not have time to go back and sit there and learn how to do things that you're not good at. The higher you go, the more you have to focus on being a better you so that you can properly manage other people and help them become a better them. All right. So when I got back home after that conference and I really started sitting there and I started observing, I was like, I don't even know what thread count I'm sitting on right now. Like I just grabbed sheets from the store. I don't even know you know, what type of duvet this is. I didn't even know it was multiple types of duvets. I know I like hazelnut creamer, but, you know, I don't even know what my favorite roast of coffee is because I just go to the store and I just be like, oh, this is cool and I just buy it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know what my favorite, well, I know what my favorite toothpaste is, but I don't even know what my favorite, like, signature scents are because, you know, I smell something, I like it, and I just get it and I just go on by my way. I don't think too heavy about it. But let Beyonce come on, I know the lyrics. Let Jeezy come on, I know the lyrics. Let a movie come on, my favorite movie is The Wiz. I know all the pieces of that movie. But when it comes to myself, I don't know all the pieces of my own movie and my own story. So I literally sat there in the mirror and I was like, you know what? I don't like the way this feels. I walked around my house. I didn't like the way that it felt. It was down to my children. I didn't even like the way that my children had become so comfortable leaving their rooms dirty. And to me, I was like, well, you need to clean your room. You need to clean your room. And I would just keep, okay, clean your room. But it wasn't, as a parent, for me, it's supposed to be, no, this is why you need to clean your room. You need to have dignity and you need to have integrity and you need to be able to do what you say you're going to do. And imagine how accomplished you feel when you clean your room up every single night and you wake up to a clean space because your space and your environment reflects what's truly going on in your brain. Right? My children spare no expense when they go to the store. But when I was their age, I was having to have adult conversations in my brain and I would look at toys and I would I would literally want a certain toy, maybe a Barbie playhouse that was like maybe 60 to $70. But instead, I would make an adult decision in my brain and I would say, well, my parents are not going to buy this for me. So let me go and get this $10 toy, this $10 Polly Pocket toy. They'll probably say yes to this. But my children, they don't have that that stoppage. They don't have that limiting belief. And when you really think about your life, like you really just sit there, just sit in your house or walk around your house and really look at all the details of your life. Look at look at your fridge. 
Look at the inside of your fridge. And I mean, look at everything. Okay? Look at your laundry room. Look at your linen room. Look at your cabinets. Look at your countertops. Look at your blinds. Is there dust collecting on your blinds? Look in your bathroom. Is there mold and mildew collecting in the corners? Is there water spots on your mirror? I mean, walk around your bedroom. When was the last time you changed your sheets? You know what I mean? Like you're telling your clients to change their sheets two to three times a week. But have you done that? How old are your pillows? Do your pillows look like dirty tea bags or do they look fresh and plump like you're walking into a world-class hotel? Right? Look at your closet. Are things just thrown around everywhere? Look at your carpet. Has ha, Does it have fuzzies all over it? Or have you taken the time to put those vacuum lines in there, right? When I started walking around and really looking at everything that was going on in my house, I was like, wow, I did this myself. I did this myself. I DIY'd this whole thing. And I can't blame anybody else. See, what a lot of people do is they'll stop and they'll say, well, I don't have no money to hire somebody. Or, well, my kids, you know, they they don't listen to me. Or, well, I don't have nobody helping me. Nobody come over here and help me. But we both know that if you had guests coming over, that you you would hightail it and tell everybody to clean up because you don't want people to see your mess. But for you, you're not willing to sort things away and that bleeds into your business look at your business right you put your business together but what is that looking like and if you're like me where you have a team you got to understand that the people that's in your space have to carry that same mentality they have to grow they have to constantly work on their own personal development because if not they will become okay with living in less than you got to get away from people that have a victim mindset and get around people that have accountability and and that look at themselves and say I want more for myself and I can't have nobody around me that doesn't see solutions. I can't have nobody around me that doesn't see growth. And I definitely can't have nobody around me that's not equally trying to grow and learn themselves like me too. Right? And so in that moment where I realized that I went on a tangent for a whole two months where I started throwing things out, things that I didn't need, things I was holding on to, I let it go. All paperwork that didn't even matter anymore, I shredded it. Clothes that I haven't worn forever, I threw it away. Clothes that didn't fit where I'm trying to go, I threw them away. Down to my children's clothes, things that just didn't fit, throw it away. Relationships, cut them off. If you're constantly having to explain to somebody that the bare minimum is no longer accepted, cut them off. Because sometimes the only way they'll receive the message is if you disappear, if you get out the way. Your absence may not make them grow fonder, but your absence will surely tell them that you don't accept that anymore. And for many of us, and I'm saying us because that was me too, some of the people around us are so okay with us being the strong ones that they don't think we have a standard. They think we're fine. They don't think of us at all because they know we're the dependable one and we got it. They don't even offer to help. 
But then you turn around and you ask them to do something and they give you the bare minimum. Why? Because you never ask them to give and step up. You never ask them to do the most for you. Because you don't do the most for yourself. You give to everybody else and you make sure everybody else is good and you become the afterthought. And you wonder why the life that you've created for yourself doesn't feel good to you because you didn't build it for yourself. You did it yourself, but you didn't build it for yourself. You built it to make sure everybody around you was comfortable. So. Again, ask yourself, am I in a waiting season or am I in a pullback season? If you look around your house and you realize that there are just some things that just ain't it, and maybe you need to have some deeper conversations and let people know it's a brand new day and you're doing new things, have that conversation. You are in the pullback season. You're being pulled back to tie up those loose ends and it will hurt. It will hurt you to have to cut people off. It will hurt you to have to finally say for the last time i want more and people will call you arrogant for wanting more people will say you're doing too much people will say well you should be fine with what you have you are fine with what you have but you know that there's another level with your name on it and it's time for you to grow you know that where you are you're going to get the same results you've been getting doesn't matter how you keep trying to do it for yourself you're going to get the same results you've been getting So that means you have to put yourself away from people that are not operating in their strengths and in their gifts. And you have to change your circle and put yourself around people who are growing. That don't mean cut everybody off, but that means ring the alarm and let them know that you're not playing. And be honest about that. In your business, some of your clients are going to leave because they enjoy getting you a half off and you did it yourself. If you keep doing new client specials and you're wondering why clients are canceling on you, you're wondering why clients are no call, no showing on you, it's because you're asking them to pay $20 more for the same service when they come back. So now that I'm bringing that to your attention, what are you going to do? Are you going to continue to say, well, I'm fine with my new client special. I'm fine just getting a bunch of new clients. Or are you going to say, you know what? Maybe I did this myself and I'm ready to learn how to do it smarter so that I can finally stop being pulled back, stop being checked to check, stop being in a season where the minute I feel like I'm getting a little bit of traction, I keep being pulled back. I'm finally ready to see abundance. I'm finally ready to feel what it feels like to have a business that doesn't give me stress. I'm finally ready to feel what it feels like to wake up next to a man that cares about me or to have my children happy and not begging for anything. Or if you want to take a vacation, you could take a vacation without feeling like you got to shut everything down. This is so possible for you. But first, you got to know what season you're in. Some of you are in your waiting season, but the trauma of your pullback season is causing you to self-sabotage in the waiting season to where when the door opens, you won't be in position. What does that look like? Well, that looks like you're in the hallway, you're waiting. Remember I said that season feels lazy. 
because you're basically sitting and you're waiting to see what next opportunity comes. You're able to sit down and negotiate your next opportunities. You're able to really get clear on what you want. And you see exactly what you want. Maybe you want a new studio. Maybe you want a new product. Maybe you want a new TV. I don't know. And you're like, I really want this exact model, this exact thing. But the price is not where you want it to be. Right? And so you get so impatient because you're uncomfortable in the rest. You're uncomfortable in that sitting still part that you turn around and you jump the gun and you just buy a cheaper alternative. And if you would have just waited another three to four days, you would have realized, boom, this item now was on sale for $200 off. And you missed it. Because you jumped the gun and you ran to get an alternative instead of getting the very thing that you prayed for and that you waited for. And so because of that, you got to get clear on, wow, I'm not comfortable in stillness. I'm not comfortable knowing that in the pullback season, I did a lot of work on myself. I did a lot of work on my business. The money that was spent is spent. We're not crying over spilled milk. The money that you feel that you didn't make this year is spent. If you made more last year than you did this year, sometimes that doesn't mean double down on what's not working. That doesn't mean throw another deal. That doesn't mean throw yourself on a discount site. That doesn't mean go out here and put flyers on people's cars. Sometimes that means Get still and look at the data. What changed? What changed? Obviously, you already went back on something. Why would you go back even more? You have to learn how to be able to sit in the act of rest. Because your job especially in the service industry, especially in the spa industry, is to be able to help your clients gain stillness. They hustle all day at work. What good is it for them to come in to relax and all you do is hustle them and get them in and out so that you can get their money? That's backwards. Your greatest gift that you can learn in this season is how to establish yourself as the choice for their luxury. It does not mean expensive. It means what is the highest amount that they're willing to put towards their self-care? And are you one of the names that comes to mind when they do it? And for many of you, you are not their first thing that comes to mind when they're looking for a job done right for self-care you're their second or third choice because they know they can get you cheaper or they know they're waiting for a special that you're going to have you're getting out of position every time you discount yourself sit in that season realize and accept that you did this yourself. Where you are, you did it yourself. 
And now that you've accepted that, get behind it. Your money looking funny? Accept it. Get behind it. And decide you're not going to do this again. There's obviously something that you don't know. And you cannot DIY your way to your next level. You cannot discount your way to your next income bracket. You cannot DIY yourself into rooms that you've never been in. Your name may be in other rooms, but is your name flowing towards abundance or lack? That's key. That's key. I truly hope you get this. I truly, truly hope you get this. Because that waiting season, when you're in the hallway waiting for those doors to open, if you get out of position and you sabotage yourself and you thrust yourself back into the pullback season, you will not be in the hallway when the door opens. When the market was up, how many estheticians were discounting themselves and basically not building a name for themselves? So now that the market is down in some economies, why would you go down with it? This is the time to hold firm. This is the time to... Place yourself in the rooms and the environments of people who are focused on going up, who are faithful, who are rising, who are looking at the opportunities and in position, not going backwards, not over hustling and moving out of position, not chasing what somebody else is doing. It's extremely important you get this because by the time this recession completely shifts over and people then have the discretionary income for the people that have been watching you for the past year two three four years and they're ready to work with you and they finally have the money to work with you are you in position or did you put yourself back in the pullback season listen y'all i hope you fully take advantage of this waiting season rest do your devotion and this is an act of rest this don't mean you in bed all day no we're not doing that this just means that you are not making any sudden decisions that could damage your brand that could damage your personal life you are actually stepping into the season that you truly want to go into because you know that everything around you must expand and you want the right things to expand, all right? You don't want to wake up and be realizing, wow, for the last one, three, five, seven years that you've been sitting in a decision that you did or that you made years ago and you just don't have the guts to change it. I pray courage for you. I pray abundance for you. Listen, I'm so excited. I'm about to go celebrate. We are literally two weeks away from celebrating five years in business. And it will be four years of the Academy anniversary. And it's also my birthday season. So listen, y'all, I just pray that you take this season and you see abundance for yourself. Take all the time you need to truly shed those old limiting beliefs and realize that this is the best season that you're ever going to have that's going to take you to the next level.